Hi everyone, I'm Nikki Brigger and welcome to the latest episode of Finding Fearless with Murray Claire, our final one for 2019. Now here at Finding Fearless, we're all about celebrating women who are choosing to live their lives on their own terms. Now, as this is the final episode of the year, we thought it was the perfect time to look back at women who've inspired us over the last 12 months, our very own Murray Claire version of Women of the Year. So I sat down with the deputy, Mel Gordren, to salute the awesome women who've rocked our world this year. Oh, and we thought we'd also nominate a few of those men who have underwhelmed us in our very first Knobs of the Year list. So here we go. Mel, it's been seconds since I've seen you last. Yes, Nikki, my dear work wife, where yes. we're spending way too much time together. Thank God it's the end of the year. Darl, we've got five weeks apart. How will we cope? <laughs> we won't. We, we literally won't. I'm calling, I'm texting. If you ring me, I'm throwing the iPhone in the you river. You say that now, but you'll be crying And I'm not even tears. near a river. So there you go. Exactly. Good to see you across the mic. Likewise. We've been talking about this for some time, so it's very exciting. Yeah. No, this has been really good. We've basically pulled together the best of um, of the year, really, and the women that we've loved. And it's been a hoot pulling it together. And it's already got out of control. We started categorising things. So I think we'll get started with um, music. I think music's always a good one. So music... It's been a massive year for women this year, let's be honest. There's been quite a few categories that have been huge seller years for women, but True. music in particular. So if you remember last year, 2018 at the Grammys, there was only one woman who won an award and the uh, president at the time said that women needed to very memorably said, step up. Yeah. We were like, what yeah. the actual fuck? What Completely. does he mean by that? Anyway, so of course women who never do anything by halves, we didn't just step up, we took over. Did we, we not? I completely agree with you. So we're dominating the Grammys next year with five of the eight Album of the Year nominees. So Mel, drumroll, who is your fave for the year? Uh, my fave is 100%. It has to be Lizzo. She is like this ray of sunshine. She is unreal. She's got her own grooves going on. There's so many earworms or any of her songs that you hear just land themselves in your head and then you can't get out of them. She is a quadruple threat. Who knew? Rapper, singer, actress, and she plays a mean flute. Who knew that was going to come Tal, back? I have never heard of anyone who has made the flute cool. Apart from Anchorman. Exactly. Not since <laughs> Will Ferrell. Will have Ferrell we Ferrell seen did. a flute played yeah. so magnificently? <laughs> <laughs> um, her lyrics are also really funny, bawdy, vulnerable. Like she's actually writes heaps of anthems for women. Like it's, oh, as we all know, if you don't love you anymore, just walk your fine ass out the door. I just love that. <laughs> the lyrics, you just automatically have some sass about you the minute you say them. You can't, you can't yeah. talk like a white yeah, girl. you start swaying your head around, <laughs> wagging your finger. Completely. I think I actually secretly identify as Lizzo. <laughs> Not many people would say Lizzo that. Lizzo for Lizzo, indeed. <laughs> but I think that it's I think that it's actually me. But best the um the best thing of all about Lizzo is she's like the fierce advocate for self love, going mm. whatever. If you've ever watched her live, it feels like you're just worshiping at the church of self love. She joyously loves that big black body. She loves handing out the sermon of self acceptance, and everybody loves it. She's like that. She's your girlfriend. She's your mm. cheerleader in the corner, and she's got unreal songs that stick in your head. I reckon they're going to be the songs that you play, the, you know, the 2am songs. Oh, I we'll have decided. Well, I mean, they already are, aren't they? Completely. Let's we'll be, be blaming it on our juice. We'll those. be blaming it on our juice for years <laughs> to come. <laughs> In fact, tomorrow at about 2 o'clock.
o'clock in the morning, when we finish this joint, Yay. we're going to be putting on some Lizzo for sure. Correct. But also, she's the twerker from hell. I can't. I honestly can't get enough of her. I agree with you. That's we've great. Got to, we've got to have a bit of biffo though. We've got to have, try and disagree. Because we're going to agree on, on... I know, we are we, going to disagree. How can you not agree on Lizzo, let's be honest? I know, but hence, there are a couple of other um, yep. mentions that we had to also include. Yep. So we've got two others that yep. we mentioned. So just purely because they have got literally the most unique voices that I've ever heard. Yeah. And Billie Eilish. Yep. Okay, 17. Uh, the only She's obviously youngest on the Billboard and the only one to be up for Album of the Year who was born this century. Can you believe that? She was actually born in 2001. Um, Bad Guy is just, I think, personally, it's like the song of the year and I know you don't agree with me, but I, I do absolutely not agree. do. The only thing that I love about Bad Guy is it knocked off that other total oh. crap song, Old Town Road, oh. off the number with one slot. Billy Ray. Thank mm. God that got the heave ho. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And I think what we were saying before is that a lot of these, um, you know, singers this year, they're just, they're really paired back. They're who they are. Yeah. They don't really care. So it's it's sort of like that anti-Ariana Grande, which I am so excited about. Like it's, they just really don't give a fuck what you think about what they I look like. Agree. They're not buying into that at all. Uh, damn talented. And I, do, I think that's why I am worshipping at their feet. Yeah. And then, of course, the other one. The other person yeah, that we have to like, give a shout out to is the, be- the gorgeous Tony Watson yep. from Tones and I, the famous, the best. that bloody dance monkey. Once that gets in your head, you can't get rid of it. But God, it's unreal. And the video is to die for. But she gave a very memorable speech at the Aras, which we all loved, which we'll just listen to quickly now. <clears throat> I wrote this speech. <clears throat> Sometimes I don't think that I'm the most relatable female artist. I'm not into makeup or dresses or typically girly things. But to me, those things don't really define what it is to be a female artist in this industry anymore. Thank you. It's being brave and courageous and true to yourself. No one could have ever prepared me for the whole world judging me and comparing you to other artists. But what's most important is that you have to be a good person and care about others and carry yourself well. So, thank you to Australia for letting me know that I'm okay just the way that I am. She's a class act. I can't wait to see what she's doing next. As you said, she is an antidote to that, like Ariana, Nicki Minaj. Mm. She's completely fluid. She's just completely herself. And I think that they all, the three of them actually, send out such a great message about what women in music looks like and it doesn't look like it has ever looked in the past. So bring it on next year. Yeah, I agree. It's completely unique, new, but also the music's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. That, that's it. It just completely speaks for itself. It's really, it's actually really exciting, I've got to say. Women in music at the moment, incredible. Also, another exciting category for women, sport. Your favourite. Now, you know <laughs> I am so into sport, Mel. Oh. I just talk about it all day long yeah, it's like, when I'm lying on, the, lying on the couch. Yeah, exactly. But but at the same time, I can't help but get excited by some of these women. So, Mel, yeah, no, who's we, your fave? Well, it's women in sport, 
talk about hot right now. This year is marked. There's been some notable gains on the global playing fields that are so owned by men. But this year there has been like a few steps forward, which we've absolutely loved. Firstly, Team USA and their win at the World Cup really put women's sport on centre stage. Prior to the World Cup, the best thing about it was the entire team sued their bosses for gender discrimination and lack of um, equal pay. Then at the end of their win, like it was so amazing, um, the entire stadium started chanting equal pay, equal pay. Here it is. Let's let's have a listen. Let's relive that magic moment. Equal pay, equal pay, equal pay. It's so good, isn't it? It's so good. But even outside of that moment, they did. It doesn't, it doesn't beat Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, 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 though, what does? does? It? What does? does it? That's why you're a sport lover. <laughs> um, but the other great thing the Team USA did was that they showcased what women can achieve on the world stage. Their team's jerseys became the highest selling soccer shirts in Nike's history, beating any of the blokes. Hello. I know. And also, the I love the fact that it was. 1.2 million viewers worldwide billion. tuned in, oh, sorry, billion, billion into the coverage. So that was an absolute world record. Yeah. And because, you know, they're always talking about the fact that they can never get people yeah, actually watching it, on can't get sponsorship, yeah. advertising. So that just blew it out of the water. Yeah. The other amazing thing about that particular team was their outspoken, pink-haired co-captain, um, Megan Rapino. She just really kept the argument um, about equal pay alive and the, but this other cool thing that she had, she had this steely resolve about Trump not coming in and um, stealing their party when they won. And so she said she, she wasn't going to go. See them correct. The she she House. said she wasn't going to go to the White House. And um, But she ha- also had some amazing things. She's so measured. She's so articulate. Um, and listen to her quote here about what she would say to Trump, why she doesn't want a bar of him. I think that I would say that your message is excluding people. Um, You're excluding me, you're excluding people that look like me, you're excluding people of color, you're excluding, you know, Americans that that maybe support you. Um, I think that we need to have um, a reckoning with um, the message that you have and what you're saying about make America great again. Um, I think that you're harking back to an era that was not great for everyone. It might have been great for a few people and maybe America is great for a few people right now, but it's not great for enough Americans in this world. And I think that we have a responsibility, each and every one of us, you have an incredible responsibility as you know, the chief of this country um, to take care of every single person and you need to do better for everyone. But also in Australia, we'd had a very similar situation with the Matildas, Correct. which was also really exciting. So they had that fight of their own. And in November, Australia's Soccer Federation reached a landmark deal with the Matildas, pay parity with the male soccer players. But what's also really cool is that the men, the Socceroos, also got on board and they yeah. actually helped make it happen. That's right. So that whole thing of male allies, which we've been talking about a lot this year, yeah. you know, he for she, which has been been going on for some years now, but it actually does make a difference. Oh, 100%. Especially in sport where men so have the so have the upper hand. But yeah, what but I loved we about need, it was We that need the, their buy-in. That's, that's right. the bottom line. And men, bless their little cotton socks, they are often outright... When they hear these stories, they're like, what? What yeah. do you mean? What do you mean? What? They're like outraged. And so, you know, so when, when actually, when pushed, they do absolutely come to the party. I just don't think they know. 
That's oh, the thing. Right. I think a lot of people just actually don't know what's going know. on. Speak, and when they find we're, out... We're speaking in like this chamber <laughs> to <laughs> each other. <laughs> That's right. That's right. But when they do, they also get equally outraged, which is great. Yeah, so good the blokes come come on board. Um, in terms of our sports category, there's our, our two other like notable oh, mentions. Oh, yeah, come on. Let's talk about your other girl crush. My other girl, big girl crush. The gorgeous Ash Barty. I just love her. I love her so much. She um, She's just been named the Women's Tennis Player of the Year, as she should. She took home the biggest paycheck ever in tennis, male or female this year, and very handy $6.4 million. Mm, and what did she say bad. she was going to do, Nikki? She said she was going to sit on the couch, woman after my own heart, she was going to sit on the couch with a remote control and get a beer. Yeah, and get a beer. $6.4 million worth And that's her next move. That's one hangover. I know. She's unreal. She's she's amazing. She's so universally loved. Serena Williams famously said, Everyone loves Ash Barty. She's like the miscongeniality of the um, of the women's tour, and is just so in stark contrast to the blokes she's on the tour. She's also just very. She's so calm and cool. Yeah, I can't. She's actually unflappable. Yeah, and at that age. To be unflappable and a champion, it's just pretty, she's extraordinary. Yeah. She really is. And the other one that we love, of course, is Taylor Harris. Yep. So probably no need to recap this because this is now worldwide famous, but of course she became the most, most searched player in AFL Women's League history uh, because basically the famous kick in the photograph that went everywhere. Yeah. Channel 7 put it up on their socials. There was a barrage of hideous sexual comments Um sadly mostly by men, and they took it down, uh, which they have admitted now was the wrong thing to do, but then they put it back up again, turned off all the comments, and, of course, the rest is history. And now, of course, we have this amazing statue in Federation Square in Melbourne of the kick. But, again, you know, like the best thing that I loved about that story was that it brought the conversation about what women have to face as, as, you know, as female sports stars to um to men to yeah. to men who are predominantly the fan base of sport and they were equally outraged like they the, some of the comments were that after some of these blokes the disgusting things they wrote about what they wanted to do to her what they wanted to you know like well, sexually she said, um, yeah, she actually, yeah she said that she felt like she was being sexually uh, for every dickhead on social there was plenty of men on that on that um on those posts saying yeah Pull your head in. What are you doing? Who are you? And I love the fact, but that it brought that conversation to a much wider audience outside Mm. of just, you know, the usual, you know, women complaining to women about how bad it is. Finally, it got to be seen on a... On, um, on a big um, national and even international stage. And, that and was now I think also, you know, people will think, you know, you're always going to get your trolls, let's be honest, but people do think twice about, you know, what they post and there is going to be that situation I think we'll, where, you know, it just might be a little bit more tempered or, more the point, people will leap on it yeah. straight away. And not just women doing it but men doing it as well because then – it just it just yeah. means that everybody's on the same page. Exactly. Really. It doesn't matter and, what gender you are. You just yeah. have to call out that, you know, shit behaviour really. Yeah, a hundred percent. Now speaking of, you know, getting feisty <laughs> the next category, our favourite, is activism. Because let's be honest, activism is the new black. It is. Twenty nineteen is where activism well, actually, no, we've had a few years of it now. It's like been the decade of it, really. But honestly, it's certainly year, the rise. It's certainly the rise incredible. of young activists. Young oh, activists yeah. have and taken female. over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Young female. But of course, you know, our favourite other, other girl crush, <laughs> Greta, Greta Thunberg. So, look, 
we all know about Greta. Every, you know, she's now the time person of the year, youngest ever in the world. And she's basically started this global movement by skipping school. Got it, you know. Jesus, I wonder why I wasn't why I wasn't fettered and adored all those years ago. Because God knows I did plenty of that. Um, <laughs> mind you, I wasn't yeah, there. Was it, I wasn't was it, there with my placard. That's right. Why wasn't anyone asking you for your opinion on yeah. things? I was out the back having a cigarette. But apart from that, um, but she did spend her days, you know, camped out the front of the Swedish Parliament, holding up her big, her very big placard that said "School Strike for Climate," and her famous quote, which was since. You're, you know, you adults don't give a damn about my future. I won't either. So I <laughs> thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. But, you know, fast forward 16 months and she has since, she's addressed, you know, heads of state of uh, UN, met with the Pope, sparred very famously with Trump yep. and Putin, taken yep. on the biggest, biggest blokes there are, and inspired 4 million people to join the global climate strike on September 20, which was the largest climate demonstration in human history, which is unbelievable. Yeah, so we all bow down before Greta. There is no doubt about it. And because of her, hundreds of thousands of teenage Gretas, you know, there are from Britain to Bali, have skipped <laughs> school to lead their peers. So it is really a global movement. And as Margaret Atwood said, you know, she called her the Joan of Arc of our time. Yeah. I mean, isn't that incredible? Well, it's like what you were saying. When you think about, you know, I think about me as a 16-year-old, I was just trying to pash boys while downing oh. cheap champagne. Like that was as, that was a big day <laughs> big day out for me. So the thought of like doing, like, I mean, I know it's hard to say, but really there is no comparison, <laughs> really no comparison. Greta is, she is absolutely unbelievable. And I do remember getting um, chills from that speech that she gave at the UN summit, mm. which we're just going to listen to just really quickly now. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet I'm one of the lucky ones. It's extraordinary, isn't it? Um, she just really forces everyone to look at the world through the eyes of a child. You could just tell that adults all over the world just died a little on the inside for mm. failing her. Um, but I love how she also brings like a factory of sass to, to the whole to this whole debate as well. Like as you said, she's upset a whole heap of white privileged old men. Like just recently when she was named Time Person of the Year, Donald Trump had a little hissy fit because he didn't win and he tweeted, <laughs> so ridiculous. Greta must work on her anger management problem. <laughs> Then go to a good old-fashioned movie with a friend. Chill, Greta, chill. Like, what the <laughs> yeah, hell? Yeah, but I love yeah. her reply. I know. So she changed her Twitter <laughs> bio to say she was a teenager working on her anger management problem, currently chilling and watching a good old-fashioned movie with a friend. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and she's done that on a few occasions. She did the same with Putin when Putin called her a kind but poorly informed teenager. Who are these men? Don't they? Are they supposed to be running countries? Why are they giving a shit about what a 16-year-old girl says? But that's, but that's the impact she's having. The fact they're actually weighing into this really? and spending the time, effort, energy to, you know, to admonish her 
Imagine if it was Obama. Like, oh, oh but you the know difference. the thing is, he has obviously. Like, he tweets every day to her. Yeah. And in fact, he's almost stalking her. Yeah. Actually. I've been watching. <laughs> in fact, yeah. I know. She's it's about to quite, get it's out of the It's actually embarrassing. <laughs> and um, but and a lot of them are, you know, Justin Trudeau is the same, and you know, Jacinda Ardern, who we'll be talking about later. Um, but there are plenty of uh, reasonable people who are loving her. But of course, uh, Trump and Putin aren't, aren't two of them. Unfortunately, she's just an ordinary teenage girl, basically who just, you know, had the courage to speak up and has become the icon of a generation. So I just don't think we've ever seen anything like it in our lifetime. No, I agree. Except, except for the fact, you can't forget that there were a few who went before her and the most badass of all was the amazing Jane Fonda, who we oh, yeah. also have to give a shout out to because I love her as well. Love her. Love her. This Love year, her. best seen this year. So she's she's actually gone back out. She's she's been a protester. You know, she's been known as much for her activism as her film career. And so this year she's gone back out inspired by Greta Thunberg, which I just love. She's been inspired by her. <laughs> this year she won an award at the BAFTAs and um, they showed the footage of her accepting the award as she was being arrested. So she just kind of like shouted out, BAFTA, thank you, as she was being <laughs> led away in handcuffs. <laughs> like how unreal is that? So shout out to the, you know, to the people, to the women who've gone before. She's absolutely (laughs) extraordinary. And we couldn't, it would be remiss of us not to not mention her this year. And uh, more people that we're bowing down at the feet of, of course, is our, the amazing, extraordinary and sterling, I don't know why I'm using the word sterling, (laughs) Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yes, our entertainment category, Mm. outright winner, we all Mind Love you, and, and everyone too, because she's just, you know, multiple awards, three Grammys, six Emmys, the whole BAFTAs, the whole bit. But Fleabag is the most incredible show. I've watched it about three times now. Um, but I just love the fact that she will say the unsayable, do the undoable and, you know, defies every stereotype of feminine behaviour basically. But, of course, our favourite scene is when she um, masturbates to the video of uh, Barack Obama giving a speech. And millions of <laughs> – well, actually, I, I, thought, I remember seeing that and going, yes, I get this. I yes, get did this. You, did you go, yes, hmm, I've done that. <laughs> Perhaps not that part. But I, but I completely understand. Understood what she was what she was doing in that moment, yeah. and I think that she actually went on to say that that's been the the yeah. scene when women go come up to her going, "Oh my god, I so get it." I know. Well, she said that everyone's gone, "Whoa, you went to Obama, go go, I hear you, I've done it." So she says everyone does that, but she said what she was wanking to was hope. <laughs> it's good. It's good to have an aim, isn't it? It's good to have something to go think- with. I don't think she'll be looking at any of Trump's speeches. <laughs> no, I don't think she's getting off and on getting any of down that. And down and dirty on that one. I no. know, but look, the thing, the thing that I love, apart from, I mean, I love, I love Fleabag. I love all of her creative um, outcome, out, you know, outlets. But the thing that I love about her is she's always up for a laugh. She's also just got that face every time you look at it. <laughs> You just want to laugh because yeah, she's always... but she's up for it because she's, she's got, got the, the glint big, in her eyes. Well, she's also got, you know, teeth like tombstones. She's just yeah. got the big smile. Yeah, the big grin. And she's, you know, she's what you call naughty. Yeah, yeah, completely. And I know that naughty if humor. I met her, she would find me hilarious and I would be her Oh, no, bestie. she'll be your best friend for sure. I'd be, be her bestie. bestie. Yeah. And you would be dumped in a minute and I would be her bestie oh, for sure. And uh, speaking of besties, <laughs> someone else who we want to talk about who would definitely be our bestie 
if she had the chance, if she was lucky enough, <laughs> would <yeah>. be <laughs> Jacinda Ardern. Okay, so, you know, she's, we're fangirling a bit at the moment, aren't we? We are so <laughs> We need to get onto the knobs of the year. <laughs> it's all a bit fangirl. But honestly, it has been her year, obviously, and, you know, it's no, there's no great, um, you know, things here that the fact that the hashtag from her is this is what leadership looks like. Yes. And it's all because of her. And as we know, you know, the massacre of um, 50 people in the two um, mosques in March and then, of course, the way she reacted. Uh, by, but I, I think it was not even just that, you know, she showed empathy, which we love, mm. but there was just that complete respect. She just knew what to do and it wasn't forced. It was completely who she is. Yeah. Like she just would have done that no matter what job she had, she would be doing that because that's the sort of person she is. Also strength. She showed strength. So she all of a sudden straight away talked about gun control. They tackled the whole thing of Facebook as well, um, having it live streamed. So there was there was all of that as well and she showed complete strength and they will get that done. But you know what? But I kind of think it wasn't necessarily just strength through, you know, taking next steps. She showed that those traditional female stereotypical kind of characteristics of compassion, of heart, of, of respect, of reach, of taking the human angle rather than the combative angle, all those characteristics that have historically been viewed as weaknesses, she showed that was strength. She showed like that's what, that's what a bloody female <laughs> leader can do. That's what she yeah. brings to the table. She can do both sides of it really. Yeah. And, and – Look, anyone can. It's just that she just managed to do it with absolute, you know, effortless, but without it being forced. Yeah. But so many leaders you see, you, you kind of see the political side behind it and she just didn't have that to me. No. It felt incredibly authentic. It's basically bringing those so-called female qualities, but now they're being valued. Yeah, that's right. As being leadership qualities. That's right. And because and also, we need more of that. Yeah, and because well, in the past what would happen is that women were told – to act, you know, you couldn't possibly do that. Mm. You couldn't possibly do that because you'd be seen to be weak or, you know, you couldn't possibly – you'd have to take some, yeah. you know, strong – typically, you know, reach for the gun rather than reach for the hug, yeah. you know. Um, and women have, for a thousand reasons, have followed that advice, whereas she – you're right, she just took her own – she just went it's her, it with it. It was uniquely her own approach, but it was a uniquely female approach. Yes. And I think um, – I remember Pip Edwards was saying that and maybe in – I think it might have been – Oh, I can't remember if it was a podcast that we did or you did. And she said that her the strength that she has is the fact that she's really emotional. Yeah. And that she cries all the time. And that she, yeah. you know, she uses all of those female things and, and, you know, they'll come to her, all of her business partners, and give her all the numbers. She goes, Yeah, it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And they'll go, Yeah, we're not going on the fields. And she goes, Sorry, I only go on the fields. And I'm telling you, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. And she said that intuition and that emotion is her strength. Yeah. And I just, I, I'm just hearing that more and more. And that's something that, particularly in the last 12 months, and we want more of that. I agree. It is. It's the um, you know, it's the female um, superpower, mm. and it's why um, it's why also the whole world has New Zealand envy <laughs> because oh they God. she just keeps punching New way Zealand's above cool. the way. I know. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? <laughs> now we've got a couple of other notable mentions in the political arena. Yeah. Uh, come on, you you like saying this? No, you like no, saying no, no. This. You like saying this, <laughs> <laughs> Alexandria. 
Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. That is just the world's coolest name. <laughs> so she's just 29 and has become the youngest woman ever to serve in the United States Congress. Uh, grew up in the Bronx. Love her. Volunteered as a campaigner in the 2016 elections. And against all odds, she defeated male, pale and stale and has become a very big thorn in the side for Trump. Yeah. Um, and, of course, she's got that trademark look that we talked about before, red lipstick and hoops. And, of course, in her swearing-in ceremony, she said that next time someone calls Bronx girls to take off their ho- hoops, um, just say so that you're dressing like a congresswoman, <laughs> which is very damn cool. She's amazing. Good old AOC. She is an ex... She's oh, a AOC. I oh, no, love it. I know. I'm up with Dove, it. You're still... You're, you're in very personal <laughs> terms. Blame it on my juice. <laughs> Love an acronym. Now, another another acronym, S-H-Y. <laughs> Lesser known, Sarah Hansen Young. I'm not sure if it's taken off. <laughs> but Too I, many consonants I, in a row. I reckon we have to give a shout out to Sarah Hansen Young, who has had a bit of a, you know, a hellish year with her um, defamation case against um, against David Lionhelm, the um, former Lib senator. Um, but she won her defamation case. He's had to. He'll have to pay her 120 grand. She Which had is amazing. Yeah. Like well, what's really ma- well? Okay. So at a press conference, she said the victory was for women who had been made to stay silent. We've got a few grabs from the press conference here. Just have a listen now. When a man does the wrong thing, he should apologise. And when he doesn't, he should be called out. And that's what I did in this case. And I did it not for me. I did it for every woman and girl across the country who has ever been told to stay silent. It's it's amazing because all that she said was when a man does the wrong thing, he should apologise and when he doesn't, he should be called out. And I love that she just, I just love that she pursued it. You know, the, the, the topic of the misogynistic nature and the culture of parliament mm. has been an ongoing one for, well, since Gillard really. And I just this is a, a bit of an around the world way of of um, of addressing it, and I, I love her for pursuing it. Absolutely, and we'd like to think <laughs> that um, cases like that would improve men's behaviour, but it must be said that there's still plenty of men out there on our radar who are acting like dinosaurs. So, which is why we decided from Nice our, segue, Mel. Yeah, no, thanks. Which is why we decided <laughs> from our list of um, women of the year, we should move on to our knobs of the year. Good old-fashioned dickheads. Yeah, that's right. As Good we used to call them back dickheads. in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I was around then. No, no, no. Apparently our, our mother said that. Um, <laughs> it's an extraordinary time, you got to say, to be alive when one of the greatest fools in the history of the universe is the ruler of the free world. And Donald Trump really is just the knob who keeps on giving. But there are others. Mm. Surprisingly, Nikki Brigger, you haven't backed Trump as knob of the year. So who is your biggest knob? Yeah, look, you know what? It was a really, really big, um, (laughs) very big knob decision on my part, I have to say. But it's always great when there's a bigger knob than Trump and it has to go to Prince Andrew. For me, yeah. that's only because I'm personally obsessed with this story, as you know. <laughs> yeah. I Google it every night <laughs> and I've even got a Google alert for Prince Andrew's stories. Guilty. So he basically, for stewing in the ignorance of white male privilege, basically goes to Prince Andrew. So, of course, referring to his friendship with sex slave trader and pedophile, <laughs> 
Gee, that's a nice lineup, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Isn't yeah. that a great legacy to have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, to Jeffrey Epstein. So, of course, the allegations by um, Virginia Roberts, who said that you know she had sex with him three times when she was seventeen, when she was one of his sex slaves. So, my favourite, of course, was the TV interview mm. where he gave so many excuses. It was really like the gorilla ate my ha- uh, my homework. <laughs> so, he defended his friendship. Number one. Refused to acknowledge the victims nor to say that he was remotely sorry. His excuses were truly hilarious about the fact that he doesn't swish. And then, of course, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> you've got to do about? this to the British press and they're just going to come back at you. So, you know, it goes, I can't sweat because I've had trauma in, you know, in the in the war. And uh, so then, of course, they have 65 photos of him sweating. Yeah, you know? yeah, So And then it's like that I wouldn't have worn that because they're my travelling clothes. That was my favourite. I don't wear... Blue shirts, because I do do that when I'm travelling, yeah. not when I'm going out. So, of course, they had 17 shots of him yeah. coming out of nightclubs, yeah. going out in a watch in a, in a blue shirt. So he's an idiot. So anyway, it is. it definitely goes to him, and I love the fact that he's now stepping down from doing nothing. Yeah, no. <laughs> yes. Like, I am now officially stepping down from my it's duties like, no. of actually before doing absolutely nothing to doing even less, less of nothing. nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Won't we miss him from the international stage? Hello. I haven't seen him since he what? married Fergie. <laughs> exactly. And I just don't know why the Brits don't say, right, we're ju- I'm sorry, we're just not paying for him. Like enough. Cut him out. Anyway. I know. But there's my, that's my, uh, you know. That's your big. Fabulous. Your big royal knob. My royal knob and my <laughs> royal knob and my royal nod to the British people. Don't pay for the little fucker. <laughs> well, weirdly, I haven't um, nominated Trump either as my knob of the year. Um, my special You've candidate. You've got a close to home knob. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do. I went local. <laughs> the local knob. <laughs> Is um Australian white right wing radio shock jock um Alan Jones. Oh, he's now, almost there every year. I know. He? Jones has form when it comes to sexist behaviour. You may remember him from the Ditch the Witch uh, campaign during mm-hmm. Julia Gillard's reign as PM. Classy. He's a class act. Um, he's has a history of not being able to cope with powerful women and he does his best to put them in their place and shut them up. Um, so this particular story started when he decided to take on my BFF, Jacinda Ardern. Mm. And, it was um, almost like he was personally attacking you. It was. It was. He should, he should have known better um, because, you know, Jacinda Ardern was challenging Scott Morrison over climate change. Let's just listen to what he had to say. This lightweight Wait, New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern is challenging Scott Morrison over climate change. Now, I hope Scott Morrison gets tough here with a few backhanders. Hasn't got a clue, this woman. So he also went on to suggest that Morrison should shove a sock down her throat. Like, what the hell is going on there? What I love (laughs) about this story... Because guess what, peeps? Women have had enough of this shitty bully behaviour. Two amazing activist groups, Sleeping Giants, Oz and Mad Fucking Witches, Mm. attached the companies who advertised during his morning time slot and saying that his comments encourage violence against women in Australia. And as a result of that, um, more than 80 brands left his show. Like, that left something like a million dollars in deficit. Wow. Money talks. Mate, money talks. So use your money power, your spending power wisely, gals. What's really interesting about all those knobs is that they're all deluded and they're in denial about the fact that Mm. people are asking questions about 
crap male behaviour now in a way that they haven't in the past. Doesn't mean that oh, all of a sudden every you know we've, they've got away with it because they crap behaviour will still persist. But it just means that they'll have to ask the question because there's enough people doing it, and mm. which is fantastic because we've been rabbiting on about that for, for years. And you feel like you just feel that there's a cultural shift, don't you? Yeah, reckon? there is. And also, as you're saying, the purse power. But it is uh, companies are also really having a voice as well. And we've been talking about that a bit. Yeah. And it is such an important thing because, as you say, when money walks out the door, that's when they really listen. But companies can make a stand and they can make a difference. And they are. I mean, just that we've just done, you know, this campaign about the Uluru Statement from the Heart and that will have, you know, there'll be a lot more grunt behind it because there's about 100 companies, really big companies, who are putting their name to that. So hopefully that will gain momentum. And the more they do that and they stand up for rights, like... Gay marriage, same thing. Yeah. Companies all stood behind that and yeah. change happens. So I, agree. I think this is really obviously there's people power and social media, etc. But really it is up to the those big sort of, you know, particularly multinational companies to who can really make a difference. And but it's exciting. I, I, I agree, but I reckon you can also see from like the women that we've come up with for our for our women of the year. I actually think that the most similar thread about them all is that they have Every one of them is authentic to themselves and they back themselves and they don't do it in a, you know, a PR way that says we should all act in a certain way. And I just reckon that message says so much to, well, certainly to us at Marie Claire and to, you know, our listeners that anyone can, like they literally can do anything if you back, if you back yourself mm. and take a stand for things. And I think it's also giving that different perspective. You know, that's why yes. women need to get involved, obviously, because it's a different perspective. And same with diversity. But we are seeing different ways of behaviour, uh, particularly Jacinda Ardern. I think she's like number one for me, to be honest. Uh, that different way of behaviour, because it is, it's a female way, it's a different perspective. And then when you do that, then obviously it becomes part of the norm. Yeah. And we need more of that. Yeah. Blame it on their juice. Blame it on their juice. Now, we won't talk about Trump because, like, that's about it. That's its own little podcast, we think. So we might just leave that. So, you know, so many knobs and just such little time. (laughs) Correct. So, sadly, that is all we've got time for. Now, thanks, Mel, for sharing your plentiful pearls of wisdom. Absolutely loved it. And thanks, everyone, for listening this year. We'll be back in January 2020 with many more interviews. So don't forget to rate and review Finding Fearless with Murray Claire and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And from everyone on Murray Claire, we'd like to wish you a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, and we will see you in 2020. It's got a good ring to it, doesn't it? <laughs> 2020. Yay!